recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is... Hazel. And... Peter. Um, I've decided that this week is going to be a bit more of a chill episode, um, Mm -hmm. except for your review, which is going to be hyped, um, which I'm really excited for. Uh, I guess this is kind of your debut. Your debut Yeah, for a review, review at least. Was that your debut? Debut. We'll keep... Review. Debut. Yep. Debut. I think that's it. That's the word. I may have done about 30 different takes because I kept (laughs) flubbing one word. I mean, look... The amount of times I got, s- I was recording the news once, um, and this was fairly early on, and I kept getting stuck on the phrase money laundering. It just kept coming out as m- money laundering, money yep. laundering, money, m- m- la- uh, <laughs> funny laundry. Just like, just somehow, just like every single time. And it took like six times before I was just like, money laundering and now then, yeah. that hang on hang on peter uh, did you did you keep going until you had one clean take of the entire thing no i did about four or five attempts on a couple of different paragraphs and then there was okay. just one couple of sentences okay that right. just Okay, because when you said you did 30 takes because you got you kept flubbing one word, I was like, oh my god, did you re-record the whole, like, five minutes or whatever it is well, I originally 30 did. times? Some <laughs> originally was. Like that. Some sentences are just like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of pre-recorded uh, content, we actually have the news that I do want to listen to before yeah. we listen to Peter's debut. 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 Hello. I'm the newsman. News. Baldur's Gate 3, which has been one of this year's runaway hits, has launched on PC and is coming to PS5 this week, but the Xbox release was not expected until next year. That is now changed after the developer, Larian Studios, managed to secure permission from Microsoft to release the game without feature parity between the Series X and weaker Series S. There has been great difficulty getting the split-screen co-op working on the weaker console and, in what will surely be the start of things to come, the Series S version will launch without the feature. Otherwise the game will remain the same and feature cross-save, so you can still take your game to Series X, PC or even PS5. You can now expect the game on Xbox platforms by the end of the year. Speaking of cross-save, the long-running hit online action game Warframe has also announced robust cross-save, allowing players to play their games seamlessly across PS4 and 5, Xbox One and Series X and S, PC and Switch by year's end. Some more news. Previously known as Project Q, Sony's new handheld device has been revealed as the PlayStation Portal, a handheld streaming device with a 1080p 8-inch 60Hz screen between two halves of a DualSense controller. The device's sole function is to stream PS5 games inside the home and features no native software. Much like the PS5, the Portal does not allow Bluetooth headsets to connect, 
Sony has you covered though, with a headset and earbuds called the Pulse Elite and Pulse Explore respectively, releasing alongside the portal using special proprietary technology that I'm sure will become as commonplace as the UMD. A firm release date beyond this year has not been announced, and neither have Australian prices, but the US prices convert roughly to $310 for the Portal, $230 for the Pulse Elite, and $310 again for the Explore. Don't forget to round up. Breaking news! Sony has announced it will be increasing the price of its online services. The Australian pricing is still to be confirmed, but in other regions, prices are set to increase... Uh, 35%! This price rise comes along with no additional features. Some quick headlines. With Starfield just days away, it is now time to announce that Elder Scrolls 6, a mere five years after it was announced, is entering early development. Following the successful launch of Shadow Gambit two weeks ago, developer Me 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 has announced the title will be their last and the studio will unfortunately close. Star Citizen has crossed 600 million in crowdfunding, a number over eight times more than the budget of India's recent moon landing. Upcoming game releases. 30XX is coming to the Switch on September 2nd. On September 6th, you can catch Chance of Sanaa on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, and Room Factory 3 Special on the Switch. September 7th brings Baldur's Gate 3 to the PlayStation 5, and an obscure game called Starfield to the Xbox Series X and S and PC, and September 8th will bring Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis to mobile platforms. Thank golly gosh, that's all over. Thank you so much for the news, Paul. Um, so 35%? Yep. 35%. That's, yeah, across um, the board. Someone help me do some quick math right now, yep. um, which we could have done during the news. Mm-hmm. I just could not be bothered. Um, okay, so roughly what is the price of the... I can literally just Google this, actually. PlayStation. The subscription prices? Subscription. The PSN uh, plus prices? They're not very cheap. Not to begin with, no. The The base level is cheap, but you don't get everything in it. Yeah, mm. that's what I um, And then the gold one where you get like access to all the libraries and stuff will probably bankrupt you after this price increase. Yeah. All right. Someone else did some quick maths for us um, on the internet, which is fantastic. I love the internet. Um, roughly, is a good thing. roughly about a $40 increase. Yep. Um, thereabouts only gets higher, obviously, um, which is a bit, and I'm, I know we're all tired about hearing about how everything's it, going up in costs except for yeah. wages. Yeah. Yep. See, <laughs> the other day I sat down in front of our PS5 and I was like, I'm going to play a game on the PlayStation. I haven't done that in quite a while. Yep. So I sit down and I go to the PSN store. And I go, Armored Core 6. Yeah, I really want to play Armored Core 6. Why yep. is it more expensive here than Steam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Closed huh? ecosystem. Okay. And then I shut it down. Yep. And I didn't buy anything. Yep. It just... It, it, I'm it's longing, microtransactions in real life. I'm longing for the days where I purchase it once and I can play it on whatever I'm wanting to play it on. Yeah. It's literally $10 more 
to yep. get a game on PlayStation than on PC. Like, why? 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 And you're still only paying for a license to use it. Yeah. Like, not even unpacking. Like, I know I know. every every couple of months we say, we like, we cover something in the news and it's like, the the way that things are handled in the games industry this is messed up. This feels, ooh. Yep. I feel exploited. I feel... I mean, I mean that is what it is. It that, is. That yeah. is what it is. Like, um, yeah, like, rising costs with everything involved yeah, nowadays. I mean, who else are we going? Are we going to go to the other PlayStation online store? No, there's no. only the one PlayStation store. There's only the one um, Xbox store. There's only the one Nintendo Switch store. Yep. It's not. It's hmm. And uh, the good thing, at least, is a majority of places you can still buy physical, yeah. but not every game is no. available physical. No, and it's just like, I mean, it's like. I I do kind of subscribe to the belief that perhaps digital games should be, I don't know, a little cheaper. Yep. Um, uh, they don't have to pay retail costs. They don't have like, to pay actual publications. Are they shipping it? Like what? Physical they don't manufacturing. Have to, they don't have to manufacture it. They don't have to ship it. They don't have to merchandise it. They don't have to have someone in the store to sell it. Yep. It just goes onto a server somewhere and you download it. This um, is I like the idea of, uh, for my course, we've been doing a lot in regards to business structure and things lately, which is really weird. But if I want to run my own studio one day, I've got to start thinking about this. What sort of business do I want? Do I want one that's going to make profit? No, I'm actually subscribing more to a non-for-profit Game development studio. Uh, where all of the money's reinvested in. Here's the thing more that I've, games. I've been okay. sort of um, understanding is that profit and treating your customer base in a positive and, um, you know, in a positive manner mm-hmm. are not mutually exclusive. No. These are both possible. Yes. There are m- many businesses out there that mm-hmm. will um, go out of their way to um, basically just sort of make things a little bit more awesome and a little bit easier um and a great one from my recent memory is the uh, vampire survivors guys Mm. they priced a game that they thought you know if it sells it sells but they priced it appropriately for what they thought it was worth yeah and it's made them so much more yeah it's just more people play it might put more people bought it encouraging other people to play it's just got multiplayer which yeah eh, questionable but it's it's and I, yeah I think that's one of the um, one of the factors t- for um, I know we're going on a little bit but one of the factors for um, indie games becoming more popular in recent years is because they feel more worthwhile yeah 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 like you pay a hundred Australian dollar readers for mm-hmm. a brand new video game hot off the presses that everybody's going crazy about and then you launch it up and it like barely works because it needs you know. 500 gig of patches yeah <coughs> starfield <coughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna move on City of Beats, developed by Torched Hill and published by Freedom Games, presents a mesmerizing blend of action, rhythm, and narrative. In the midst of a futuristic cityscape, you inhabit the role of an android thrust into a battle against rogue robots controlled by a mischievous AI, the Zeitgeber. 
As you delve into the game's bite-sized levels, lasting 30 to 60 seconds, you encounter a diverse array of enemies, each introducing their own unique challenges. The game starts by gently acquainting you with basic mechanics and enemy interactions, progressively guiding you through the intricacies of combat. Your adventure unfolds across concise, intense levels that demand strategic maneuvering to overcome diverse adversaries. The game's most remarkable aspect is its fusion of gameplay mechanics with an electrifying musical backdrop. The beating heart of the game is a continuous musical rhythm, synchronized with every shot you fire. This harmony between action and music imparts the sensation that you're crafting a musical masterpiece as you navigate through each level. Swift dashes punctuate the gameplay, creating moments of stillness before the tempo surges once more, ensuring the combat remains fast-paced and exhilarating. Between the battles, you return to the hub area known as the Beacon. Here you engage with intriguing sci-fi NPCs, advance your character's attributes, and gain access to potent upgrades. Among these friendly companions stands out Subwoofer, an endearing robot dog. This awesome mechanical good boy offers a variety of unlockable weapons as you hit certain milestones. Each weapon has its own unique style of play and also adds its unique sound to the music. A particularly enchanting element of the hub, the chill bench, extends an invitation to recline and bask in the cityscape's visual and auditory splendor. This restful interlude encapsulates the essence of a calming lo-fi ambience, which resonates deeply with my own lo-fi experiences. The game's progression is dependent on a simple resource management system of green cubes. These green cubes can be allocated towards different stats that affect your gameplay. Nicholas Singer's electrifying electrosynth score breathes life into City of Beats. The soundtrack seamlessly weaves through the frenetic action, elevating every engagement with an invigorating pulse. This focus on musical design establishes a profound connection between your actions and the auditory experience. As you discharge each weapon and navigate through the chaos, the music becomes an extension of your strategy, furthering immersion. Sound effects, be it the resonant pulse of gunfire or the gentle patter of raindrops, complement the overarching auditory landscape. The juxtaposition of the intense combat soundtrack and the serene, rain-drenched cityscape between levels strikes a perfect equilibrium. City of Beats offers an extraordinary fusion of gameplay and music, transporting players into a captivating world where rhythm shapes every action. The brevity of levels intensifies the experience, demanding sharp reflexes and calculated tactics. The music-infused gameplay generates an enthralling cadence, making each level an orchestral endeavor. The hub area populated with adorable NPCs like Subwoofer and unique additions like the Chill Bench augment the game's immersive quality. The soundtrack, perfectly synchronized with gameplay, exemplifies the game's commitments to its musical score. If you seek an enjoyable but challenging game journey that seamlessly interweaves music into its fabric, City of Beats stands as an exceptional choice. As you ascend through the procedurally generated landscapes, remember to embrace the rhythm, carve your path through the city's rooftops, and orchestrate your symphony of triumph. City of Beats is out now on PC on Steam for $29.50 for Australian dollars, or you can get it with the soundtrack for $35.77, and in two weeks it'll be releasing for the Switch.
absolutely stunning review, Peter. Thank you. Or shall I say stunning... What debut? Did debut. 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 Debut review. Debut review. Debut. Um, yeah, no, I... First of all, gorgeous game. Yes. Absolutely stunning. Visually, really fun to have sort of like in the corner playing... Um, well, watching someone else play yeah. on the internet. Um, really satisfying to watch it sort of go on in the background while I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have like a particular level that sort of really resonated with you? Uh, no, I I suck at the game. I <laughs> didn't even get past the first boss in my many hours of playing sort oh. of idea. It is challenging. It yeah. is a lot of fun and I tried many times. But it's, yeah. I mean that is the that is the trouble with um, video games uh, as a medium is that um, it punishes you punishes you um, for not being good at it. Yeah, I think part of my problem was I was originally playing with keyboard and mouse, and it does now support Xbox controller. Yeah, which does make the experience a lot easier on your hands. Oh, okay, yeah, sort of thing. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm keen to get back in and try it with a controller a bit more now. Oh. But yeah, initially with the keyboard and mouse, it was strenuous yeah no i can imagine especially like, being a twin stick short of shooter oh my god i'm thinking about how that would feel on the yep. wrist like just, yeah. the, just the back of my hand after a good you know 20 minutes half hour of constantly trying to beat through levels having to do like ice and like hot baths with your hands afterwards just yep. like dip it on cold no, just put it on my cat darts tummy and just pet it oh, and that makes everything better that's even better speaking of animals though uh yes there is a favorite little good boy in the game Sub woof. Oh my god! Little cyberistic dog. And he manages your weapons in the game. I don't know if I made that clear, but uh, <laughs> yeah, as you reach the milestones, he gives you <laughs> new weapons. I love that. I want. I want a little. I want a little critter friend who also gives me weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Peter. How are you two? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm, I'm kind of getting to like the part of the show where I start to get a little bit hungry and a little bit sleepy, um, but that's okay because I've got a review for you two. <gasps> you do, and it's about a frog. Aww, a frog detective specifically. Are you ready to hear all about this? Wait, is it a frog that's a detective or a detective finding frogs? Because this could both go Wouldn't really you good like ways. to know? Wouldn't I you do. like to know, weather boy? I do. Frog detective is the best detective available. Because the best detective, lobster cop, is busy. But that's okay. Because frog detective is still a really good detective. And it is up to you to navigate three thrilling mysteries in this trilogy. After all, you are a frog and you are also a detective. So it's time to hop into it. Frog Detective, the entire mystery, was developed by Worm Club and is available on the PC and Xbox. Or Xbox. All of them. Frog Detective, the entire mystery is a pack that contains the three Frog Detective games. The Haunted Island, The Case of the Invisible Wizard, and Corruption at Cowboy Country. It is a series of short, somewhat absurd games that has you following Frog Detective as they interview witnesses and suspects, overcome obstacles, and judge dance competitions. It's all presented in a stylized 3D art style that's all simple and distinctive forms, perfect for delivering an eclectic cast of characters to question. The gameplay loop is pretty simple. The supervisor calls your office and tells you about a case. 
you go to the location of the case and start sleuthing around with your handy dandy magnifying glass because every detective needs one. And it's time to start piecing together snippets of clues. Find the unspoken confession in an interview. It's pretty intense stuff. Except not really though. Fraud Detective is a charming, humorous, family-friendly game that had me exhaling through my nose pretty often (laughs) and even chuckle a bit. The mysteries are fun and pretty silly. And although it's not exactly the most complicated mystery of all time, the real source of joy is the sense of humor this game has. There are a few tasks you need to fulfill, characters you need to talk to and question, and along the way you solve the mystery. The actual mystery solving kind of happens, but in the meantime, I get to chat to an assortment of characters who are all suspects and are just all some kind of baffling. And while I'm reeling from a scientist explaining that he's in the water because ghosts can't swim, the game loves to slip in a line that just startles a laugh out of me, and the unchanging expression of Frog Detective really seals the comedy of the scene. While the dialogue is a lot of fun, it reminds me a bit of like interacting with a group of primary school kids who are playing a game of pretend that got out of hand. There are a lot of things in the game that, that, that this game does that I just really enjoy. Each mystery is short, and the game doesn't try to fill it out unnecessarily. The entire trilogy should take roughly three hours to complete. Some parts of it does feel rather slow, but these are small games, so I think I can survive without a sprint button in a space that's 100 square meters. I especially love the way that the games have been tied together between the mysteries, with the teaser cutscene revealing the next mystery and the opening cutscene of the very same mystery. That joke made me chortle. (laughs) (laughs) There are a variety of surprises in these games, which I'll avoid spoiling, but I think that's where I put a lot of thought into my decisions, because that's where the real decisions are made. At the end of the day, it's it's just really cute. I've already compared it before to feeling a bit like interacting with primary school kids in the middle of a wild game of pretend, and Frog Detective isn't exactly above it all either, playing along and just having fun as well. I'm going to wrap up this review with a recommendation. Get some friends together and play through this together. Assign each other voices, take turns with Frog Detective of course, being the main character, and have fun with it. Just go forth, be a frog. Find invisible wizards, banish island ghosts, and de-corrupt cowboys. I have some questions. Yes. I have a recommendation. Can we get Nicolas Cage to play Frog Detective? Whoa. (laughs) All right, hang on. Oh, my God. Dear, do you think he would rather be called Nicolas Cage or Nick Cage? Nicolas. Nicolas, full name? Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Cage Coppola. Coppola. How do you spell that? (laughs) Wait, is this a joke? This no, is a that's his full name. Oh, how do you spell that? Uh, he actually you... leaves off the Coppola because uh, he wanted, he didn't want the unfair advantage in the film industry of being a Coppola family member. Fair enough. That's a real thing. It's better than um, being an acapella family member. Mm. All right, here's my acapella. here's my letter, sincere mm-hmm. letter to Nicholas Cage. Um, please voice this frog in a detective game. I think you would have fun. Check it out. I'm pretty uh, sure that's all he needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live Since action remake been... of Frog Detective as a movie where uh, oh. Nick Cage is covered in green paint, body yes. paint. Yes. And then the follow on the game where it's all the Nicolas Cage characters fighting each other. So now you can have, you know, Nicolas Cage 
I think we should film a movie. The, um, I think <laughs> I think the aesthetics, like the the visuals, exactly the same as the game, but in live action, translated in, action, in the worst trans- horrible way. I'm um, picturing cardboard costumes. Yep, but the theming is all detective noir. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. So like it has like, now, noir you have like the office before. with the blinds and like you have like Frog Detective played by Nick Cage peering through the blinds and it's all very dramatic except um, that's a frog. Now what I have to know is does Frog Detective have a parlor scene? Uh, y- y- yes. Wait. I mean, the parlor scene doesn't have to happen in the parlor. Okay. Um, but you get to call everybody together and there is reveal there, what you've discovered. There is a moment where you where you do sort of bring everyone together, and you're uh, you're like, "Here is the mystery. I have solved it. Now you're all a bunch of silly gooses. But luckily for you all, I'm also a silly goose. Um, perhaps even a freaky frog, if I may." <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just a really fun game, and it's just, it has a lot of like the detective tropes, but it's just like really. Um, it's a frog. It's a frog, and like, it's a funny little frog. You know how kids like will pretend to be on an adult phone call, like they'll be like, "Hello, can I order one thousand rice?" Yes, I need that, but tomorrow. It's very urgent. You know how kids will do that? Yeah. It's it's a bit like that. <laughs> I need it in five minutes. Yes. Um. You know what else I need? What? So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. My name is Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Peter. And Hello. You had a question for us earlier. I did. Which I I'm did. now dragging into the listener space for our listeners at home. Yeah. What was the question? A lot of my gameplay tends to revolve around social playing. Mm. So mm. playing with others, enjoying multiplayer, things like that. What's a game that you wish had multiplayer that doesn't have it at all? Uh, doesn't have online competitive, doesn't have co-op, single player. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Just Why? imagine... Have you ever played Monster Hunter? Yes. Yes. Yep. Now, you know when you're like in a party and you're hunting mm-hmm. a monster with your friends and you're yep. all surrounding it and you're all kind of doing your own thing and you're mm-hmm. sort of like... Ne- and you're hitting each other with weapons yes, and knocking yes, each other yes, off yes. and I yelling at each other. Yep. that experience would translate very well into Horizon Zero Dawn. And perhaps I would be able to pull off cooler range maneuvers in Horizon Zero Dawn yep. because I am. Um, it's, it's hard being a light bow gun main. In Monster Hunter World. Yes. Um, how about how about how about you two? Uh, like I said, a lot of my games I tend to have a multiplayer experience anyway, so it's been quite a long time since I've actually just played a single player game. Yeah. Single single player. I think the last time I actually played a single player all the way through by itself was Watch Dogs. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And yeah. I wish that game had proper multiplayer because it does have a little bit, and there's a couple in Watch Dogs too that has. Yeah, I can see that. I can tra- see it translating really well into multiplayer. Yeah. That would be that would be a fun but experience. But actually being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listeners at home, have a little think about single player games you wish you could play with your friends. Mm. Um 
In the meantime, it's actually time for us to say goodbye and goodnight. So goodbye and goodnight, everybody. Yeah. Um, goodbye. Good night. And to Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See you next time. time.